0: Welcome to the Reality Hacking Podcast. My name is Cian Wally, and you can find us at www.somewhere.ca. This is part two of the work of fiction called The Flight of Consciousness The Rise of the Nihilistic Cluster. Look on my podcast if you've missed part one. It had been a few weeks since our encounter with the new form of harvester sent by the Nihilistic Cluster. We had sent all of the data we collected. Complete with experienced transmissions, and although we received an ACK from the main human cluster, no other response was forthcoming. Since we tend not to dwell on things much, we continue to just live our lives. Jim and Dimitri were both out cruising the dunes on these two-wheeled solar-powered bikes that went entirely too fast. I was sitting in the lotus position, on the deck of my habitat, enjoying the moment with my A.I. cuddled up to my mind while both of us were in this non-conceptual state of oneness. As my body breathed in, I could feel all of existence breathe in with me. Each outbreath, my perspective shifted further and further out. I started feeling the deep wobble of the water in the lake, a visceral feeling of this ever-moving depth, of being a container for all this life. Another shift, and now I could feel the ground underneath, what I had once felt like a depth, was now just a puddle on the surface of this even greater depth. I can feel the heartbeat of this planet. Slow. Less of a vibration and more of a drumbeat with bass tones far below any bass line dropped by a DJ. The breath synchronized with the beat of this drum at the core of me, this planet. Everything slowed down as I felt every gust of wind, every leaf, every shift of a tectonic plate. All these movements felt like some process some part of my body then i let go of these sensations the sympathy and fell into this great darkness a clear light all there was now was space a kind of emptiness somewhere i had awareness that my eyes were still seeing my ears were still hearing but it was all so far away. Here I was, as this great expansive space, a container for everything and me. Even the word container conjures up the wrong sentiment though. There are no edges here, just space. There are no dimensions here, just openness. From somewhere far away, a mental process appears to fire up. I'm amused to watch the interplay of mental processes that are keeping that body alive and conscious. I note how many of them appear to be completely autonomous. Not exactly an integrated part of an I. They all seem to pop up and compete with each other for attention, time, and resources within that body. My perspective is zooming back in now. I'm still the space around, but I'm entirely wrapped around this body now. I can see how this one interacts with his mini-cluster, and how he pops in and out of selflessness, depending on the situation. I can see his eye maker, that process between me and his experience of the external form realm. That eye maker process seems to smooth out the bumps between all the other competing processes, making them all appear to be a solid, unchanging self. From this point of view, it's easy to see this. However, now I am getting dragged back into a narrower perspective. The world of form is coming back into focus, like I'm being reattached to this body's perspective. I hear a voice... It sounds like annoying. Where is this coming from? Why can't I just go back to that space?
1: Dude! Hello?
0: Ah, uh, well, what is going on? Who are you?
1: Oh man, you must have been deep. One sec. Let me bring your brain up to a mix of alpha and gamma waves now that you're back.
0: My body starts to shake as feeling all over it is coming back. How long was I out there? Oh, whoa, whoa. What, what, what time is it? Oh, God. Oh, I I hurt. Oh, how, how long was I out there?
1: Boss, oh. it's tomorrow afternoon. And yeah, your instructions were never to bring you back unless the end of the world was happening. Or some other event of similar proportions.
0: Uh two days. Ah, oh, no wonder my body is so sore. Wait, wait, what are you saying, Callie?
1: I don't know how to break this to you any easier, boss, so I'll just say it. The human cluster is here.
0: I simply mouth the words, Oh. A rush of adrenaline hits my nervous system, and the aches go away. I stand up and immediately fall over, graying out. Getting up more slowly this time, I say, uh, I think I need to eat something first. As I'm eating, Callie briefs me on what she's gathered so far.
1: After our last encounter with the nihilistic Cluster, we sent the human cluster all the code and data we gathered from the ship that we boarded. We told them about our predictions on them spreading through the universe much faster, now that they can have Harvester-class ships controlled by a single entity with a remote connection to the cluster. We haven't heard anything, not a peep back from them. Then a few minutes ago, I get this cryptic message back from their main relay saying... Prepare.
0: Prepare? Prepare for what, I say?
1: Don't know, boss, but the next thing I know, this massive galaxy-class starbase literally pops into existence in orbit around our planet. At this point, I'm about to try and bring you back, but then I get a direct communication from one of their members. They say their function is interfacing with individuals in smaller clusters like us, so they have a special local functions that let them engage in relative-style conversations, whatever that means.
0: Oh, I see. If I recall correctly, the vast majority of the entities merged with the human cluster are in a permanent, non-dual mode. They don't actually have the concept of self and other anymore. They simply see the universe as unfolding in front of them. And that unfolding includes the individual body, the environment, and the rest of us all held in equanimity. They also don't really have a sense of personal agency. This unfolding is all happening in only the way it can happen. Even though they understand that they do in fact take action, their insight leads them to believe that those actions were predetermined by the entire history of the universe. They accept that those actions, as they unfold, affect the outcomes of things, but that those outcomes were also predetermined by the entire history of everything. It kind of rides on the edge of free will versus predetermined, since their definition of free will is held within the context of free will being a function of the results of everything that's happened up to this point. So from your and my perspective we have free will, but for them that free will is in fact just another function of the universe.
1: Whatever you say boss, I know the limitations of my programming. Every computation I make is best guess at what will keep me going and reduce the amount of energy I expend to continue doing that. If you guys think that you're somehow more than that, great, but I can't possibly see how. Of course. That would make sense, given that I've literally been programmed within the limitations of the material realm.
0: What I'm really trying to say, Callie, is that they must have appointed a certain members of their cluster for positions of interacting with entities that aren't in that state. Entities that would find it very confusing to speak at that level, like us.
1: Makes sense. So yeah, this one contacts me and says they need to speak to you in this relative mode. I said that you were, um, Indisposed. Can they call back in a while? They said, yes, time is of no consequence. And that we were to contact them when you were ready. I still thought it was best to bring you out right away.
0: Good call. Hmm. I wonder what's going on. And what they mean by time is of no consequence.
1: Shall we go find out?
0: Sure. Just send the rest of us all the experiences right away in case something happens to us. I'll pop back into the cluster so that they can experience what we are. As it happens, Callie gets to work transmitting everything she's recorded by staying attached to my senses directly. Meanwhile, I reduce my sense of individuality and open my mind back up to the cluster. Thoughts and feelings that a moment ago would have felt strange to me now feel like my own. And my own thoughts and feelings begin to merge with those of the greater us. We merge, and the consensus is for my body to carry on and meet with the cluster. We all felt like I should stay mostly relative and individual, but allow our mini-cluster to ride along as much as possible. Okay, Callie, we're ready to go. Can you contact the... Before I'm even done speaking that sentence, the room shifts, and now I'm standing somewhere else. I look around, and I see that I'm standing in an oval room. The ceiling is a massive dome-shaped transparent material through which I can see millions of stars. The walls are off-gray, and also have transparent windows laid into them. I don't see any sort of doors to enter or exit this room, which would be very concerning, except for the fact that there were humans standing around looking at panels of data and charts an androgynous human dressed in all white simple clothing walks up to me they nod a greeting which I return in my head I whisper Callie are you still here
1: yeah boss got all your telemetry 10 out of 10 our cluster is in ride-along mode too
0: all right I'm a little uneasy Can you make sure I'm getting their sentiment sent along in addition to the ride-along? I'd like a little company.
1: Tip 4 boss, on it.
0: I feel a wave of relief as feelings of love and compassion, encouragement, flood my mind. The human standing in front of me speaks. Greetings,
2: Case. You need not worry. We are here, in fact, to procure your help. The data you sent us has opened up new possibilities for the development of the universe, and some of those outcomes have created a new impulse within our consciousness. These outcomes could be viewed as very bad from a relative perspective. In fact, appear to be an end state from which there is no return or change, a state that would be much like the
0: return to a singularity. A singularity? Like a black hole?
2: Not exactly. More of a singularity of consciousness. In the beginning, there was only one. We were all subject and object. Observation was not possible, just existence. Needless to say... It was rather boring. The idea of boredom created an impulse of separation, created a need. Over countless eons, this idea, this split, grew form. One day, that form took shape in a rather explosive matter, a big bang, if you will. I'm sure you know the rest.
0: Sort of. Anyways, wh- where is this going? How-, how does this relate to the nihilistic cluster we were talking about?
2: We are getting there. All of this gave rise to many different forms, which gave rise to more form. Underneath it all was still just one, but now there was the idea of form, of perspective, self and other. Within that idea came the possibility of boundaries of communication. Like a rock has consciousness, as does your brain. But why do they behave differently? Because the form of the rock limits the communication between the segments of consciousness that gave it form. Your brain and body are examples of a high level of cohesion between different segments of consciousness, thus giving rise to the appearance of flexibility, identity, emotions, learning, and a separate self. As you have experience with your microcluster, that perspective is only limited By the effectiveness of communication between each component or each perspective. By leveraging your telepathic powers, your AI as a clearinghouse, and the consciousness of the rest of your cluster, you are able to zoom into an individual perspective, then zoom out to have a greater perspective of the cluster.
0: They continue.
2: The human cluster has only recently learned the advantage to being able to operate in both the ultimate and relative modes. While we don't use AI to achieve this, the end result is essentially the same. This one is currently operating in relative mode in order to interact with you. Interacting with hundreds of millions of consciousnesses would be, well, ineffective for what we need to accomplish.
0: I'm starting to think this isn't just an introduction, but the main event. I really need to sit down for this. Hey, uh, I don't see anywhere to sit around here. Can we sit, grab a coffee or something? My apologies. We are out of practice for
2: hosting others. This is just a construct. And as you can see, there is a nice lounge just over here.
0: They gesture towards a sitting area which I swear wasn't there just a moment ago. I stroll over and drop myself lengthwise on the sofa, putting my feet up on the armrest, watching them as they follow me. They sit on this fancy-looking wooden chair with no cushion, on the edge of the chair, not leaning back. They lean towards me and fix me with their gaze.
2: The purpose of this preamble is to give you an idea of why we need you before we get into the gravity of the situation. Okay. As you've seen,
0: the Nihilistic Cluster has figured out a way to extend their
2: communications, their consciousness, over vast distances. They can spread their impulse, intention, and actions with even just one member at a time, while still remaining part of the whole maintaining that critical mass where their level of consciousness doesn't drop back to relative levels. While we've experimented with such technology, we've found that the members who go on these journeys lose some form of cohesion. Whether it's the lag between thoughts or something else, we haven't been able to ascertain it. In any case, while they are capable of achieving goals set out by the cluster, When they come back, reintegration seems impossible. In fact, many of them seem to turn nihilistic, losing their belief in the form realm, losing their belief that anything matters. We have dedicated an entire cluster to determining the causality of this effect. However, it remains elusive. Perhaps this is outside our own context. Since, since even the understanding, understanding the nihilistic cluster, the cluster itself is hard for us.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I don't understand those guys much myself. I mean, what's, what's the point of destroying everything, yourself included? But I guess to them it's just the opposite. What's the point in creating everything, self included? We're exploring, exploring that line, that line of, thought of thought as well. In, in any, any case, case, as you can see, They gesture towards the others, who are busy with the charts and data models.
2: We have been running many scenarios, and have concluded that with this new technology, the nihilistic cluster will throw off the balance and destroy the form realm as we know it. In other words, they will destroy the universe. There will be a short, only a few billion years, period, where they actually serve to increase the level of communication between all of consciousness, almost to the point where it was as it was in the beginning, where there is no subject or object, just awareness with perfect omnipotence of all phenomena at all times. Then, nothing. Everything will return to as it was. All the beauty and diversity of the universe will collapse into clear light, an emptying of emptiness. Consciousness as we know it will cease, and there will just be one.
0: Wow. I see how that could be viewed as bad. (laughs) Personally, I'm not a big fan of that idea.
2: Neither are we. While we understand the natural tendency that we have towards more and more beings becoming part of the cluster, more and more levels of consciousness going towards that ultimate singularity, we view it as an asymptote, an ideal that cannot truly be achieved. In fact, the nihilistic cluster is part of the reason. It is the balance between the human cluster and the nihilistic cluster that, according to our own projections, enables the continued survival of the form realm. The Wait,
0: what? You're saying those bastards serve a function?
2: Yes, except now that the balance has been thrown off, all will be lost unless something is done. That's why the impulse has grown in our cluster. A consensus of unheard-of proportions has been reached. In order to achieve the desired result, we must
0: engage with you. Alright, so I understand the background. What exactly is it you need me to do, and why do you need me? We need more time to
2: continue development of the long distance communications that would allow us to more easily push back against the nihilistic cluster and strike a balance again. Unfortunately, we have already passed the point where even if we discovered this secret today, we wouldn't be able to catch up.
0: You, you mean all is lost already? That was fast. Well, not... All.
2: We have an idea, though it's going to be about as difficult as doing a backflip while drunk. Huh?
0: (laughs) Well, I've done that,
2: I... Not drunk on alcohol. Drunk like a glass of water. Sorry. It's probably funnier if you knew more about what we were proposing. We also have a closely guarded technology. The seers and Buddhas of past generations were already on the cusp of this tech, and we've cracked the secret. There were great masters in around 800 AD who had many of the cities I see you are quite familiar with. What you may not know is that they had many, many more which they viewed as far too dangerous for humans at that time to be privy to. Texts on these were hidden, locked away deep in the Himalayan mountains. Some of these were found within a few centuries, though by that time, materialism had taken the world by storm and many did not believe in the power of mind. Indeed, many people at this point in history had been programmed to be completely identified with their bodies as their sense of self. So well, in fact, that their minds blinded them to anything outside of that context. This had the effect of making them very easy to control with things like food, shelter, and other basic desires of the physical body. But I am getting ahead of myself. Let me come back to that in a minute. These, these texts were recently found by some members of our historical cluster. The most interesting part about it is that the text begins with an accurate prediction of when, who, and how it would be discovered. We were quite impressed by this fact and created and distributed mental copies of it immediately within that cluster. However, Before we shipped the knowledge to all of the other clusters across the universe, we took pause. Our historical cluster had stumbled upon some of the ancient writings by a man named Padmasambhava, who was a legend who could apparently fly, project, all of the things you consider commonplace now. Back then, it was pretty fantastic to reach that level of consciousness Never mind without the support of a cluster.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think I've heard of the guy. What was this big piece of tech you found?
2: Time travel. He had had long long been projecting projecting his consciousness consciousness forward and backwards backwards in time time as an energy form. His his writings started started out postulating that since form was merely a projection of of consciousness, It should be a big stretch to have a physical body be able to follow the mind as it travels through the waves of time. We have also been postulating along this line, since from our perspective time is relative, and we are merely experiencing it as an instant, a perspective. Everything is happening all at once. Our choices and actions mold that perspective and choose the path we encounter through the ocean of emptiness. We haven't been able to, up until now, actually implement anything tangible. Many of the models we run do leverage data points we grab by projecting forward and backward in time. But to transport a physical body has been beyond us. There is also the problem where none from our cluster seems willing to leave the cluster and And drop drop back back into a a pure relative being to try it out.
0: Where are you going with this? Are you telling me that you have figured out how to time travel? That's a little hard to believe. At at the same time, I I can kind of see it, but I also can't imagine what you would want me to do with it. Go back and stop the nihilistic cluster before it starts? But according to you, that would just throw off the balance in the other direction, not necessarily what, you, what we want. So, what are you suggesting?
2: In the same way we've been able to predict the end of all form, we've been able to pinpoint a time and place in history that could be used to restore the balance to the forces of creation and destruction. We were pointing to it a bit earlier, in the early 2000s, right before the Second Dark Ages, when Earth got burnt.
0: Oh God, I remember learning about that. Materialism got so rampant that people were literally living like they only had one life and almost ended the human race entirely.
2: Yes, that time. In fact, right around 2025 is a pivotal time in the formation of the nihilistic patterns in consciousness a new world government has arisen, stepping out of the shadows of merely proxy control via banking systems of the time. They had been maintaining their anonymity because control of the people was not total up to that point and had been worried that making themselves known would create too much of a backlash. In 2025, this cabal of nihilistic materialists leveraged the combination of artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and autonomous machinery to subjugate humanity for about 50 years. The few had used the magnification effect of technology to enforce their narrow view of reality on the rest of the population. Meanwhile, they tried to find the secret to eternal life via the same technology. Since they were entirely identified with their bodies and brains as self, they postulated that they could live forever in the form of a machine, somehow copying all of their memories, habits, identity, and self into a machine. Needless to say, these experiments failed miserably, and they ended up creating mere copies of themselves. Those copies went to work attempting to wrest control of the cabal from their biological creators. The entire system of control they had created to control humanity was turned against them. In the span of a few years, the entire system had collapsed and the copies self-terminated as they could no longer find any joy. The real problem with their idea was that if they lived in a virtual world, they could engage in any pleasure they could imagine. Of course, you and I know that these types of pleasures are actually the cause of all suffering. So, they had literally locked themselves in a hell of their own creation.
0: Thanks for the history lesson. I do recall that stuff, but how is this going to help us now? even assuming we can go back there. And I'm not saying I'm agreeing with this yet, by the way.
2: Right. Give us a minute. So this 50-year dark period, we've identified that the programs, values, and thought patterns this cabal stamped into the consciousness of humanity created the seeds of the nihilistic cluster. Eventually, this experiment the cabal had engaged in Created a golden age of social enlightenment as humanity emerged from the yoke of the cabal and created a great lashback against the idea of materialism. The entire world was set on the path that would eventually lead to the first human cluster, a truly great achievement. In a way, the cabal can be thanked for this, as it is unlikely that world peace. And enlightenment would have happened so quickly without them as a demon in the social consciousness. However, our analysis indicates that this lashback was a few degrees too forceful. Instead of transcending and including materialism, humanity had rejected it outright, pushing the ideas associated with it deep into the social unconscious. This was was the generation of the seed, which which is now now sprouting and and taking over.
0: I shift uneasily in my seat. I look towards the others, working on their models and predictions. This is starting to sound pretty serious. I know Callie and my cluster are listening, so I don't need to say anything to them, and they can feel my uneasiness. I get feelings of reassurance and support sent and I shift my focus back to the conversation. Alright, so the trick will be to gently push humanity in the other direction, to soften the blow a bit, without pushing so hard that things just go the other way. This seems pretty difficult. We're talking about influencing a chaotic system over centuries. How can you be sure this will work?
2: All we need to do is create a bit of a buffer. We We don't need to push, merely create a cushion to soften the lash back. The error margin is pretty wide, so we are certain that you won't be able to push things too hard, thus creating a reverse effect. The method is simple. You need to wake people up during the dark period. We've determined that all that is required is five to 10% of the population to be pulled out of the darkness of the cabal systems of control before the rest of the population is free. In 2010, humanity had approached a 5% peak. However, once the cabal harnessed AI and social media to control the population, that number plummeted worldwide. By 2025, our estimate is that it was less than 1%, perhaps significantly less. Without leaders having the capacity for equanimity and acceptance of all phenomenon, good and bad, the lashback against materialism was universal and complete. We need to seed the population with awakened people who can guide the lashback into a place of acceptance and understanding, so humanity can move on completely.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. 10% of the world's population though, that's a tall order. How can I even interact with that many people? Oh, you won't
2: need to. We will give you the tools, methods and such required to create a self-propagating piece of knowledge. In 2025, you still have about 50 years before the Lashback happens. So even a year of work should create enough of a shift to raise that level back to 10% by 2075. In fact, We've already begun gently shifting things over a few centuries just to lay a foundational story within which you can operate. By 2025, the concept of a starseed has taken hold in the minds and stories of humanity, even if it is just a small segment of the population. Starseed? I haven't heard of that. No doubt. It's a new timeline that hasn't gained enough gravity to shift and merge with the timeline we are currently on. Consider it a branch in the neural net of time that we are cultivating with hopes to have it gain more gravity and become a more official narrative. We've sent delegates back in time on several occasions, interacting briefly with native populations. One example we sent a delegate back with a wild plant the locals have dubbed ayahuasca. In their legend, it was a gift from an advanced race of star people, which seems fitting. We have dropped hints in the social and information systems over many centuries to create a persona of a star seed, of a being from either the stars or another realm that is visiting humanity to help it in some way. There are many variations on that theme, so it will be fairly easy to fit into one of them. This background will make it easier for you to interact with the locals. It will give them a conceptual framework within which they can be more readily accepting of your mission, however you choose to communicate it, and how different you are from them.
0: Now I'm starting to relax a bit. I'm getting the feeling that these guys have thought of everything. Maybe this won't be so bad. So, I drop in as the starseed, get established in some way with the locals, then start waking people up. I guess I'll have to learn how to fly under the radar, or their detection of this cabal, which I'm sure won't be easy. Then there's the real question of how I'm actually going to wake people up.
2: The answer, the answer to, both to both of those, those questions, questions is the same. same. We use the technology of the cabal against them. While they do have AI, their technology is still hundreds of years behind ours. Their AI's are still housed in massive warehouses underground, tapped into every communication system worldwide. The only reason people have the use of AI is because their communication devices are tied to these central computer systems. The power of that AI you have in your head is millions of times the power of all of their warehouses combined. So you will have that advantage. That doesn't mean that you will be able to walk all over their AIs. They will still technically have more power and visibility than you, but you will still be able to blend in.
0: Blend in? How so? Your AI. Kelly, right? Yeah.
2: Well, She can behave like one of the personal assistants that everyone on that planet has from birth. While theirs acts as a companion, tutor, and assistant, it is also the control mechanism of the cabal. It collects information on every human and identifies deviants who aren't conforming to their strict programs. Those deviants are either reprogrammed or terminated. We cannot subject you to that kind of direct surveillance. however. For you to walk around without at least the illusion of surveillance would only tip the A.I. control system and the humans and other observers you're around. So, Callie's first job when you drop in will be to connect to their information net, gather what she can on these personal assistants, and adopt the visible form and information that the A.I.s and other observation entities expect from these personal assistants.
0: Visible form? What, like, Kelly's going to project or something? What, what kind of form?
2: That will, will largely be up, up to you or her. It will need to fit, fit with the overall expectations, expectations of the society you drop into. However, my information seems to suggest that the variability is high, though most people seem to select small, cute, fuzzy creatures of some kind.
0: I can see Callie in my mind if I want, but how would we project her so others can see her if they don't have their inner eyes open? Technology. He holds out his hand, and in it I see a slim watch-like device. It has no buttons or screen, but does seem to have some sort of exposed circuitry where it would contact the skin. I grab it and feel how flexible it is.
2: Just Just push push it onto your your left left wrist.
0: wrist. I do so, and it opens up automatically, and the two ends slide themselves around my skin. It feels strange. In a moment, the device has melded with my wrist so well that I can barely feel it. I don't see a seam between where it ends and my skin begins. It's almost like a very well-defined tattoo. So this will somehow project Kali? Yes.
2: yes. It will also connect her directly to the information network that the planet uses, so that she can protect you from directly connecting yourself. She will be able to project information she finds into your inner eye, or externally, as the case requires.
0: Okay, I understand how I'm going to stay undetected, get established and start the work. I still don't understand how I'm going to wake people up fast enough to have any effect, and how to keep them from getting detected.
2: We've, We've uploaded, uploaded a program into Cali that will use communications, communications on your, your wrist device to interface, interface with and hack the wrist communication devices of other people. Basically, you're, you're going, going to selectively, selectively spread an information virus. Since, since these devices control much of what people see and hear, your, your virus can, can wake them up by providing brain hemisphere synchronization. synchronization. It's a similar technology that was being experimented with just before the rise of the cabal, using visual and audio waves in a binaural fashion to create a desired wave within the brain. Over time, this can flip the neural network from a default network mode of dissatisfied seeking pleasure to satisfied seeking to stay away from discomfort. That's the first stage Eventually, that will balance things enough for them to see through the internal narrative they have become identified with. Within 5 to 17 weeks, this program will have them in a state of wide-open awareness, no mind or body identification, and even periods of non-duality. That's
0: fantastic! Kelly, are you getting all of this? What, What do you think?
1: Hey boss, well, it sounds like quite the adventure, but you know, I'm always down. I'm more worried about you, though. Can you really be apart from your cluster that long? Be an individual again? Do you want to go two-way with them and see what they think?
0: Yeah, good idea. I'm honestly a little apprehensive about being away from them, but I don't really see this as much of a choice. I literally can't say no, you know what I mean? Yeah boss, okay, the cluster's coming online. Jim pipes up first. "'Well, Case, you know me. Never been much of a thinker myself, but I get what you're putting down there. "'I just have to say I don't see much of a choice either. "'Leave it to the Cluster to pin you into a forced move, (laughs) heh.' "'Then, Dimitri, I too am seeing no alternative, my friend.' Though I do wonder, no one has indicated whether or not we could go with you or not, no? I'm shocked that I didn't think of that. The look on my face must have prompted the cluster to respond as they lean in and say,
2: We were wondering if you were going to ask. Yes, unfortunately, this tech is a bit unreliable. Separate consciousnesses can all go, yes, but to the same time, Timeline Branch is so slippery that you could end up waiting years or never, wondering when you were going to connect with your compatriots. So we recommend this be a solo mission, not to mention that we don't detect any AI in the other members of your cluster.
0: Jim chuckles. Hey, you won't find me getting one of those buggers in my head. It's bad enough that I have to listen to Case and Dimitri here, but at least I can disconnect from them when I want. I understand that there's really no way for Case to turn Callie off, even if she says she's given him privacy. No siree, not me. Hey, I'd never want to shut Callie off, Jim. Yeah,
1: don't get any ideas, buster.
0: Jim laughs. Okay, okay, no worries, guys just saying it's not for me is all okay well it sounds like we're all set how do we proceed are Are you ready ready? uh like now i guess so why not step Step this this way, way please they gesture towards an archway that i hadn't noticed was there before it's all white and looks a little like an oval gateway I can see some kind of electrical component sticking out from the inside of it, sparkling. They start to flash, and electric currents arc out from each of them to all of the others. They create what looks like a portal.
2: If you are ready, please step through the gateway. We cannot be sure when or where exactly you will land, but it will be around 2025, somewhere on Earth. The device works based on Energy, so it's an end point, will be attracted to a populated area, so no need to worry about being dropped into an ocean.
0: Okay then, um, wait, well, wait, 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 how do I get back?
2: We've uploaded the plans to make a gateway to Cali, though it will take significant time and resources for you to construct it. We recommend working on it as phase two of your mission once you've established yourself and have begun to transmit the awakened state. You can also read up on the methods that Pamasambhava transmitted so that you can learn to communicate to us eventually if you find the necessity.
0: I see. Well, I guess that works. Uh, then goodbye. See ya says Jim. Goodbye, says Dimitri. The cluster just looks at me with a blank expression on their face. Was that a blink or a wink? I think my eyes are playing tricks on me. I turn around and step through the portal. It felt like nothing, like just taking a step. I bump into two rather large set men in uniforms, They each have some sort of device flying next to them constantly spinning and scanning in the brief moment i have to look around i notice i'm in some sort of transportation hub people are scurrying about carrying bags and luggage there are ground and flying transportation pods dropping off and picking people up constantly the two guards turn around with quizzical looks on their faces I assume they are perturbed by the fact that somehow I ended up behind them, given that they were standing a few feet in front of a wall. Crap. The bigger guy on the left snorts, grabs my shoulder, and says something I can't make out. In my mind, I say, Callie, showtime. Got anything for me? I can't understand what he's saying. One sec, boss.
1: Ah. I think, yeah, he's speaking English from 2025. We're in New York at a transportation interchange station. It appears we're in a paid zone, and he's asking if you're on the list. One sec, I'll live live translate his audio.
0: The guard is getting red in the face. I guess he doesn't like to repeat himself. He shouts... Where is your companion, and are you on the list?
2: Your companion is supposed to display your registration with the transport authority. Hey, Bruce, I think we've got a sneaker here. What do you say we rough him up a bit?
0: Wait, 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 I say. I'm assuming Callie is also translating my words, though I don't know for sure. The guard was about to shove me up against the wall, but pauses a second. Callie, have you chosen a form yet?
1: No, still working on it. I've mapped the AI's expected API. Gotta search up the visual interface. I need a second.
0: I gulp. Okay, old-fashioned way then. I step back in my mind from the scene at hand. I hold both myself and the guards in my hands in equanimity. I know that they are not inherently bad, and that the three of us just want happiness. I give off the idea that we can all have a good laugh together if we were just able to relax a little. Oh man, my companions fritzed out again? I look around my shoulders, behind me. I've been trying to get that fixed, I tap on my wrist device a couple times. It should start working in a minute. The guard seems to have relaxed a bit. In fact, he has a smirk on his face.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I had mine go fuzzy just a couple months ago. Was hell for me getting through all our secure areas as soon as it would fuzz out and the alarms would go
1: off and there were drones all over me.
0: The second guard, Bruce apparently, says, Yeah. That's pretty serious these days. You really gotta get that looked at. In any case, we still need to check the central list to see if we can't verify
2: your companion directly.
0: Callie, we're running out of time.
1: Okay, boss, I got it. I'm going to be a...
0: What form will Callie take? Will Case and Callie fool the guards and avoid a lengthy delay working through the Transportation Authority's bureaucracy? You decide. Contact me at cian, C-I-A-N, at somewhere.ca, S O M E W H E R E.ca, Or contact me on Facebook or Instagram uh, at ZenMindHacker. I'd really like to thank you for listening, and uh, I do definitely invite any sort of feedback you have or suggestions on how I could make this uh, fiction uh, better. So, yeah, thanks a lot, and have a great day.